Thanks for joining another episode of Innovation Tank Talks. Um, so Innovation Tank is an online community of people that is committed to promoting the sharing of ideas, projects, and skills. And in this podcast, I'm going to dive into the background of successful millennials from different disciplines. And Innovation Tank focuses on the journey of pathfinders, idealists, and entrepreneurs that are looking to drive positive change that they wish to see in the world. So today I'm sitting down with Tankrin Yip. He's a tech enthusiast, a hackathon expert, mentor, and also the CEO of My Palette, which is a mobile app that personalizes recipes based on culture and health needs. So Tankrin, uh, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of intro, tell us a little bit about your background and also your motivations for starting my palette hi so uh, i'm tankard um i guess i can talk about mm, uh, i guess i can talk about my education i graduated from uh, mcmaster university from automation engineering um from there I, I kind of i've kind of like developed this kind of knowledge sense of like you know a little bit of everything um in fact i think Throughout my life, I've always kind of been really interested in tech and just learning about things, right? So um, that kind of got me really interested when I started doing my first job, which was under a startup. So that's, um, I guess that kickstarted my life into like entrepreneurship and um, seeing, seeing like, seeing that startup culture. Um, in regards to like, um, my own startups and the, the own ideas, I think that kind of got inspired from my sense of just trying new things, um, getting involved in hackathons, where I constantly learned about idea creation, where I could um, take an idea, find a problem, and then and then find a solution to it, right? Um, and mm -hmm. with that, I came up with lots of different ideas, different solutions that ended up making me very successful at hackathons. But then one of the frustrations I had at hackathons was that it was that was it. It was just an idea that just never got implemented. And so from that frustration, I guess I attempted to do my own startups. Um, the first one being a bike startup, uh, well, bike um, bike uh, rack startup, where I I took the problem of you know stolen bikes and tried to find a new innovative solution to it, uh, where we designed um, smart bike racks to to uh, to tackle that issue. Um, and then I guess now with the more recent one, my palette, um, the problem that we focused on was that feeling of um, a loss of you know culture and food the moment you uh, an individual kind of gets um, introduced to a new kind of dietary restriction that they have to follow, like per se from like diabetes, chronic kidney disease, maybe even if it's just for your own health, right? Like um, exercising where you have grown up eating foods from this particular culture or this background. And now it's kind of like hard to find new ways to enjoy it because you're trying to follow this new healthy eating, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So thanks for that intro. And I think it's very interesting that you bring up the fact that you did a bike startup and then you pivoted to kind of my palette. Could you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to focus on this specific mission of my palette? Um, was there inspiration through your environment or people around you? So when I do startups, I usually do startups because I'm passionate about it too. I think mm -hmm. I, 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 I firmly believe that um, in order to 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 succeed in a startup that you have to you yourself have to be like really into that particular problem and, and wanting to solve it and so 
Um, I'm an avid cyclist. That's why I did that whole biking um, startup. However, um, one of the things I kind of started struggling and noticing was that um, doing doing a hardware startup was very difficult, especially when there is no financial resources to provide for you. And mm-hmm. so during that period of time, I was struggling and trying to think about um, how can I like continue as an entrepreneur and follow the path of an entrepreneur um, uh, when there's like this huge um, barrier to uh, for, for me to actually continue. And so when I, when I, I, I like I, I, like with my, my, my palate, I, I participated in another hackathon and this whole new idea of food, which I'm actually deeply involved in even before my palate, where I, I would often like in university, I would share um, meals. I, I, I host dinners with friends to just like, you know, share my love of cooking and, mm-hmm. and just um, sharing my own culture. And from there, I kind of like when, when the problem was presented to me, uh, it was my co-founder, Derek. Um, he, he presented the problem that his grandfather had um, chronic kidney disease back in the day and um, how he, he recognized that um, because of that, that disease, there was a lot of dishes that he grew, like his grandfather normally had, was taken away from him. And that was a, like he would immediately see that kind of like quality, drop of quality of life from uh from that incident so i kind of reflected and looked back at my own problems and my own like issues like when i shared meals with friends i would often like if a friend had like a nut allergy Mm -hmm. or a particular like diet i would have to specialize create a dish specific for them and then it, it like recognizing that it would feel like you know i i make 10 dishes and you only eat one of them i felt like that's very isolating and i felt like I wanted to solve that issue. I wanted to be able to make it such that everything on the table is good for everyone rather than just like, you know, create a a single dish for an individual and just have them eat that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where it stemmed for me in terms of starting, uh, um, getting, getting my, my, like my palates involved in how I, I pivoted from going from, um, um, the, the bike, startup to the, the the food startup where I felt like building a mobile app it's like less costly on my end um, and just developing it and working on it right so mm-hmm, gotcha it sounds like there's a lot of a theme of inclusivity which is really great um, is there with this app is there a specific target audience that you're aiming to acquire and also is there um, any kind of specific pain point that you're more focused on solving? So in terms of specifics, we're, we're looking to help and enable um, people who have medical dietary restrictions. So that would include people who have diabetes, people who have um, of chronic kidney disease, but more specifically, people of, of different cultural heritage than the one that they're living in. So like we're in Canada, we're, we're a multicultural nation, but um, the food that presented in Canada is, you know, mostly Canadian food or Western food and how we would call it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes when we're looking for solutions that, you know, require dramatic changes, they, they're the solutions created for Canadians, not, not for people who have a different cultural background. Uh, And so um, if you have diabetes, you search up like I'm, I, I am Canadian, but I've grown up in a Cantonese family background. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I, if I were to get diabetes, I would be looking for, you know, Cantonese uh, diabetes friendly food, but it would be a lot harder to find those recipes and solutions in Canada, 
right? Um, because, you know, it's not catered for this market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's like a very interesting use case. Um, would you be able to tell me a little bit more about the app? Maybe walk me through the customer journey of how someone would use it. So say I'm someone with um, very strict dietary restrictions because I have diabetes from eating too much sugar, then um, what would I do next? Um, when I So say I download the app, then what's the next step? Yep. So the goals for this app where uh, anyone at a user, you would be able to state any kind of particular health um, or or uh, dietary restrictions you may want to be filtering or find like you know mm-hmm. personalizing for so, Wait, so my, my is it a drop is down that, or is it like just a free form filling in your restrictions so it would be very specific in the in the sense that we would ask you questions about like do you have any health restrictions mm-hmm. do you have any um um do you have any allergies intolerances sensitivities gotcha. mm-hmm. um is there any particular cuisines you prefer mm-hmm. right okay. and then once once you've inputted that information we we want to create this interactive like recommendation um, um tool where it's like if you you know tinder right where you swip, swipe mm-hmm. uh, on matches and hopefully uh, you know you expect the tinder algorithm <laughs> to kind of try to aim towards making sure that it's towards your preferences. Yeah. That's a similar process so of like how we're trying to do food, it. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, so it's trying to recommend you recipes based off of the preferences that you have. Mm-hmm. And once you've kind of selected a recipe, the, 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 the more like the more magical part of it would be when we are able to analyze the ingredients in a recipe and see what particular ingredient is preventing you from enjoying that, you know, cultural recipe. And if we can identify it, then it's more about just, you know, is there any substitutions? Is there alternatives to that ingredient? Can we swap it out so that you can, you know, still enjoy the dish, right? With a a little bit of changing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. So in terms of the recipe database, is it really holistic in terms of it covers search results across the internet or you have like a very specialized database of recipes that are available to users of this app? So with my palette being such an early stage, the plan is that um, my palette team is going to be developing recipes, but we want to lean more into community generation. I think that's actually one of the early stage goals of my palette right now is to generate and create a community of people who really want to, you know, just share recipes um, and take advantage of sharing cultural recipes, your own your own heritages and all that. Being able to be a platform where that that kind of you know sharing of recipes is enabled and. To do so, we're we're looking to offer my palette at least the base package to be completely free for the users, where they can just you know download the app, just be able to like look at recipes, share what other look at other people's recipes, and um, ask for recommendations, right, and see see how it's tailored, right. The 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 part where we we start to you know um, sell or I guess make money on my palette is more from our algorithms being able to analyze these recipes and provide optimized routes to, you know, say, oh, you can actually have this recipe that this person shared if you tweak this particular ingredient, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's very interesting. I really like that you mentioned this idea of having a community of people that are passionate about a certain area and share certain interests. So I wanted to get your perspective on like this idea of a community. How do you think people go about creating this and how do you gather engagement around a community? So in regards to community, I mean, the, the, the place I draw inspiration from is YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like, you know, when YouTube first started, it was a whole, like, you know, a, 
it, it was a small community, but it was still a community of people of content creators who just wanted to share their story, share their um, their, their 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 creativity on the internet. And mm-hmm. from there, kind of like you know, you know, you saw how YouTube kind of grew and became more of just uh, getting more popular. More, mm-hmm. it's becoming a bigger community where you know you have different arrays of community. So from there, I kind of analyzed that I want to capture the recipe, like the, the food and drinks, like community from YouTube and outside of that, right? The be just generate a community that just already, already wants to share recipes, already wants to, you know, showcase it, but to become a platform that is really enabling them to do that and more focused to their needs. Because as YouTube has grown, it's become more general, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not tailored to any, everyone's needs. It's more of like a holistic way of tailoring. Whereas if you were to join my palettes platform, we're going to create really great experience for you as a content creator. We're going to create a really great experience for you. Who's, you know, looking up recipes, um, searching up those particular, um, things, making tools and features that really focus on that food experience and journey rather than just, you know, just the video content. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that there is a, a pretty high demand for people that are very interested in recipes and food, especially in this current climate where people have some extra time to try out new recipes. So I think that's really great. Um, in terms of like building this community, do you have a particular approach or strategy towards like getting more people to know about it? Would it be more like through word of mouth or is there a specific area of digital marketing that you find effective in building this community? So right now we're still not fully into like, we haven't built our community out yet Mm -hmm. because we're still in the planning phases of our, our prototype. Mm -hmm. But I will say that our next, like um, our next uh, release of our app is focused on to start generating that communicate uh, that community um, growth. So we're trying to really create features that enable that, like really make it such that someone from like, you know, the, content creation side of things, people who want to look for recipes really can use our app to build that, um, that like communication between content creator versus um, like content viewer, right? We're, we're trying to focus on that portion right now to make sure that, you know, we're getting growth from there. And then in terms of marketing, we are, we have plans. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that we've initiated them yet, but we have plans to now start, um, you know, um, broadcasting on social media, um, improving our SEO, um, improving our website in terms of blog posts and stuff. We have content creators who are ready to start uh, creating those blogs so that, you know, it will attract uh, attention. Mm-hmm. And is there, with my palette, is there any specific sponsors or partners that you found helpful in helping promote the app as well as like content creators helping share it? Or is there any specific organization that you are looking to work with in the near future? So in regards to right now, we have like, we've been part of incubators. So incubators, I would, I greatly appreciate them in the sense that they've been helping us in terms of learning about startup culture, how to build a business and all that. Um, in fact, we're now currently competing in a pitch competition that is oh, nice. run That's by exciting. one of these, uh, these accelerators called Lion's Lair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a pretty intensive, uh, pitch competition is in like, they don't just, it's not just like a one day competition thing, but it's more of like a three, four months. Um, they train you, oh, wow. make sure you're getting ready for like, you know, pitching in front of like a panel of judges and then you pitch, uh, mm-hmm. at the final one. So 
the fact that we were able to get in already, I think is already like we've already won in terms of mm-hmm. um, as for the pitch competition because we get all this experience. Uh, in regards to in the future, who we want to approach, we want to approach, you know, YouTubers, content creators, um, dietitians to kind of work with them to get them on board on our platform. That's that's that definitely will be one of our goals. We haven't approached yet just because we feel like we want to create this app to show them mm-hmm. um, to like that, that you can join in and use before we we establish that like, yo, uh, come in. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's really interesting you mentioned this pitch competition. Can you tell me a little bit more about it in terms of what was the application process and like what is this pitch going to look like? Is it just like a 30-minute pitch in front of panel and then the like winner gets some funding? Like, how does that all work? So Lion's Lair, I, I believe there's around 50 applicants for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. In terms of the application, it was just like filling in your information and also submitting a video pitch. Uh, mm-hmm. like a, a five minute video pitch to just talk about your company, right? Uh, and explain it. Um, so we got through to to the remaining, so the finalists and the finalists, there were 16 that companies that got accepted. Um, in regards to how the like the final competition is gonna be like, so where that, that actually is gonna be in September where um, the audience, like um, I, I don't know how they're presenting it, but I believe they're presenting it online. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a two-day competition where it's tournament style. So our company's pre-recorded pitch will be, um, you know, presented, in, and then another company will be presented, and then the audience will choose between those two companies to continue this uh, like uh, tournament style uh, bracket um, uh, pitching competition. And so it will be continuously, you know, competed in within those two days until the final. And then whoever wins does get a cash prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they also get um, they get an opportunity to be streamed on a radio channel. So. Oh, that's really exciting. It sounds like a very exciting time for my palette. Um, so it's really great that you're working on this. I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about a little bit about like kind of your background and how that motivated you to begin this startup as well as what is the impact that you um, like as a person is trying to make on the world? Yeah, for sure. So in regards to that, I mean, I've been a tech enthusiast all my life, um, even like prior, like mm-hmm. even when, as a kid, my, I, I still remember like the first days, like when, when I was like young and like in middle school, like, the idea of building a computer felt so cool to me. And then I guess I, I also remember like, I started just, you know, delving into different types of um, knowledge, like, you know, photography, um, filming, uh, audio equipment, just just tech in general. And it always, every single time, it always like, you know, it was so exciting to learn it. And so from there, I think, and the university really helped me in terms of like, um, getting more knowledge in terms of automation, um, different disciplines like electrical, mechanical, um, programming, and just just seeing it, just uh, all that that different technologies really got me inspired in terms of just, you know, combining these these knowledge sets together to apply, right? And um, if if you really want to like dive deep into it, I'd say the, the biggest starter in terms of me getting into startups or really that passion of getting into startup culture was hackathons, right? And I don't. Uh, I, I guess I can explain a little bit what hackathons are. Hackathons are like these, like um, these 
competitions like uh, that are last for like 24 hours, uh, 48 hours, where you're given, um, you're, you're, you're challenged to t take an idea and present it and uh, and create a prototype to a panel of judges to show that you know this is a this is a really good idea to work on and so i feel like there is a mislabel with uh, hackathons because people think it's like about pro computer programming or hacking in terms of like being like you know a computer hacker but mm -hmm. it's absolutely not it's more about you know how to build a great startup idea and actually prove that you are the one that's capable of of uh, doing it by showing a prototype right and when I kind of got that as like the, once I started figuring out that was like the, the way to like succeed in hackathons, I started winning a lot because of my my knowledge and background from like all of these different assets of tech, right? Through through just knowing what's available, what's currently out like out here, right? Like um, being able to dive in. I mean, I in in my university years, I dived into three D printing. And because of 3D printing, I kind of learned a lot about like, you know, electronics, how to wire things, how hardware programming, right? And it all like, it, while it sounds all intimidating, the moment you've done it, it doesn't, it's not as hard. It's not as complicated. This, the world in terms of like how to make robots or how robots or automation works, it's just all like, you know, uh, like inputs and outputs into how I see it, right? Like if you want to, if you want to, do something it's it's more about what tools do you have to do it right mm -hmm, gotcha yeah that's really awesome it sounds like you have a really diverse background so thank you so much for sharing about your story background as well as a little bit about my palette so in terms of if people want to reach you or find out more about your company like where can they go do you have like a website linkedin instagram yeah, so they can check out um, uh, my company's uh, website, um, mypallet.ca. Um, that's that's our website. If you want to um, contact me in general, that would be uh, tankred.yip at mypallet.ca. And uh, in terms of uh, LinkedIn, you can find me at tankred.yip. So all those are di different ways of being able to contact me or find more information about my company. Okay, awesome. And I'll also link all that information in the description box down below. And um, thanks so much, everyone, for joining us today. And thank you, Tancred. Yep, thank you.